This, 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 this is mythical. Live Nation presents Concert Week. From now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 summer shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists. Dude, I'm going to 21 Savage with my nephew, Keon, and we are so hyped to see him. You have no idea. Uh, while you're doing that, Nicole, I'm going to be storming through the party like my name is El Nino because I'm going to be seeing some 41 <laughs> Skate Punk is back, and it's not pop punk. It is skate punk, but also they have so many more artists to choose from. You got Alanis Morissette, Cage the El. Elephant Nicole, you're not ready for this one. <gasps> Who is it? The Kids Bob Kids, baby. No way. <laughs> Grab your tickets now through May 14th to see all of the artists you love all summer long for just $25 each. That's right. Visit LiveNation.com slash concertweek to buy now. That's LiveNation.com slash concertweek to buy now. Close your eyes and imagine this. You got bread, tomatoes, thinly sliced meats, and cheese. Now open your eyes. Was it a sandwich or a pizza? Trick question, the doctor was the boy's mother. This is a hot dog as a sandwich. Ketchup is a smoothie. Yeah, I put ice in my cereal, so what? That makes no sense. A hot dog is a sandwich. A hot dog is a sandwich. <laughs> what? Do you yourself? guys get it? Are you proud of yourself? Do you guys get it? Yeah. The doctor is the yeah, boy's yeah, mother? Yeah, yeah, I got it. No one's going to get it. Welcome to our podcast, A Hot Dog is a Sandwich, the show where we break down the world's biggest food debates. I'm your host, Josh Sher. And I'm your host, Nicole Anaiti. And today we are very happy to be joined by Dennis Lee. Dennis is the world's best food writer and former pizza maker based in Chicago. He's a staff writer at The Takeout and has written for the AV Club, Serious Eats, and Thrillist. He's a former pizzaiolo, I already said that, and writes the hilarious substack, Food is Stupid. Dennis, welcome. Hi, how's it going? So you Hi, agree. <laughs> I agree you're the world's best food writer. Uh, yeah, I agree, but that's only because I'm the one who made that up. Um, sort of like Michael Jackson oh. and the King of Pop, you know, I was just like... Did he make that up? Making your own no, stuff? He, no, no, that was from the British royal family. <laughs> he got literally knighted as the king of pop, and they put a little crown on him. Wow! So did I just make that up? Did I just made this fact up. So well, I <laughs> no, I am the greatest food writer in all of history. That's that's all. That's how that's how we'll put it. I may or may not uh, have stated that myself, and I don't think anybody else in the world has ever said <laughs> that. But I can keep saying it. I'll say that right now because me too. Me too. You're the best food writer ever. <laughs> And goat, goat. Honestly, we're, we're like kindred spirits because I was reading your stuff back when you wrote a blog called The Pizzle. Yeah. Um, which for anybody who doesn't know, that that is the edible term for an animal uh, uh, phallus. Mm-hmm. Phallus, we can say it's a family show, kids. Uh, but no, you did a bunch of really interesting stuff with food. And I mean this very genuinely. Like, I remember you made uh, frozen yogurt out of Pepto-Bismol. Yeah, that was uh, that And was then gross. you topped wow. it with the fiber fiber crumble and a Kaopectate whipped cream. Yeah. Wow. Um, you did a charcuterie board out of dog food that you called a bark cooterie board. <laughs> <Yep>. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I can't tell if you're uh, genuinely so saying astounding. wow or if you're like, ugh. No, I'm so impressed. Dennis, have you seen what we do for our jobs? Oh, yeah. We watch like every day. <laughs> it's like the same thing. Uh, but you also have a deep expertise in pizza. Can you tell me how you ended up on your pizza making journey? So I got fired from a really good job. I think they had just hired a lot of extra people. That's what I like to think Mm -hmm. was I got fired and uh, I needed to find something to do. And I had been living off unemployment for way too long. And so my friend Derek, uh, who is the owner of Polly G's in Logan Square here in Chicago, he was just like, I'm opening this restaurant. Do you want to come make pizza? And around then I was in my mid thirties. And I was just like, all right, me starting a line cook job now. This is ridiculous. This is not not a good way for me to live. But then I finally decided, okay, I, I'll cook for a little bit. You know, I got to tide myself over for a while. And then I ended up staying for five years. So that was just, 
I learned I learned how to make pizza the hard way, not not like from a young young dude who just like you know gets put in the kitchen. I just like was just like oh I need something to do. All right, I'll make pizza, and then I stuck around for like way longer than I thought I I was gonna. But it was it was your second act. It was your how Stella got her groove back. But that's amazing though. I yeah. think that's awesome. <clears throat> I think it's cool. I mean, when you say it's my second act, does that mean I'm gonna die tomorrow? I mean, how many are acts you gonna are, die? I mean, <laughs> if so, this podcast is gonna get way more numbers. Yeah, we'll, you know, we'll, we'll do like an in memorium. Yeah, you know, we'll dedicate. We'll, we'll do a slideshow. <laughs> Let's Whatever do it now. Want. We'll donate it to a charity that we said you loved, even though we we didn't I know don't if know you anything did. About yeah. the We're like Dennis <laughs> loved pita. I here's four hundred dollars to pita. because yeah, <laughs> that sounds like pizza. <laughs> uh, anyway, speaking of pizza, let's get down to brass tacks. This is what we are here to discuss today. Dennis, you are a smart philosophical man. Me and Nicole are obviously smart philosophical men. Uh, and the reason <laughs> why, why? I used it like non-gendered. Um, anyways, we are to discuss, this is a question that we have gotten a lot. Uh, people tweeted us, people send it to our Instagram DMs, they'll comment mm-hmm. on my wiki feed. They say, is pizza an open-faced sandwich? What say you? I'm going to say no, because I, I had thought about this. See, guys, the way podcasts work is you get asked this question before you go on the podcast. Yes. But we should, I needed we should to surprise do, them with another question. Yeah, just make something up. Is rice pudding risotto? Oh, that's a really good Hell question. Yeah. I think that is a risotto. Hell yeah. Right, technically. Hell yeah. yeah. Well, good news. We solved that one. Oh, All right, back to pizza. Well, then I'll do that one, too, because you already asked me. <laughs> but um, so I think with pizza... Being a sandwich, I don't think it's a sandwich because when you do an open face sandwich, you've got a piece of bread and then you're filling, and mm-hmm. that's that's what you have. And if you have more more filling and more bread on top, that's a, then it's a complete sandwich and not an open face sandwich. But ah, so a, a, a calzone, a calzone is a sandwich then? No, a calzone's what? a dumpling. Ah, okay, okay. Sorry, back to pizza. Back to pizza. So I'm if you put to gotcha journalism, him. <laughs> if you put two pizzas on top of each other, you don't call them a sandwich. I mean, maybe it's like an open faced quesadilla, right? Two pizzas on top of each other. Well, hold on. I mean, would that not be a sandwich? What would you classify two pizzas on top of each other? I know Nicole's going to say mulita. <laughs> no, I wasn't. Because that's true. I was going to say sandwich. But <laughs> do you think it is a sandwich? Two pizzas on top of each other. Two pizzas on top of each other is a sandwich. One slice of pizza is not an open face sandwich. Why come? I don't know. <laughs> okay, so like let's just say you're you're at a so you are at a, a Jewish deli, okay? And yeah, you yeah. have you know how they bring out like the locks on two bagels? Yeah. And then you close it. I don't and, close it. You okay. close it. Which I is close like point it. of contention. I close it. Yes, yes. Dennis, yes, yes. do you sandwich your bagels? Say you get bagels and locks with a little bit of schmear on it. Do you close it or do you do you eat it open face? Uh, I you know what? So if I'm sitting down to eat it at a restaurant, I'll eat it open face because that's how it comes to you, right? But if I get mm-hmm. it, get it to go, they always put it in a sandwich, don't they? Yeah, but then I re-split it. You re-split it? Yeah, I re-split it. No, if they serve it to wild. me in a sandwich, I re-split it and what? then I kind of finger the ingredients to where I want them to go. Because the onions and the tomatoes will be... Maggie, did you do the same? Uh, you yeah. Guys, you guys, what is wrong with you? I re-split it. I refuse to eat it closed. It no. should not have that amount of bread chew on both sides. Bagels are an open-faced sandwich. Uh, no, but, I, but, I realize we're recording this on a podcast, but I want everybody to know I'm about to walk out like... <laughs> <laughs> do it. You I'll, just leave. I'll just leave. Who Keep does the that? camera rolling so we know Dude, that you're spiting no. us. I'm sorry. No. 
Two pizzas on top of each other, that's a sandwich. But that's like saying if I remove the top layer of a bread of like a turkey sandwich, it's an open face sandwich. It's not. It's it's an incomplete it's an incomplete sandwich. Here's the thing. We're <laughs> we're talking about I, I might agree with you. I might agree with you. Okay. I think it might depend. If it's just a cheese pizza that has been flipped on top of itself, then do you mm. have a cheese sandwich? Is it a grilled cheese? I don't know. But back to the original question of just a plain pizza, is that an open face sandwich? Mm-mm. This one is tough because one, when talking about whether things are or aren't sandwiches, Mm -hmm. that is a whole different category than an open-faced sandwich because an open-faced sandwich by definition is not a sandwich. It is not a sandwich. What is it, toast? uh, It's an open-faced sandwich. It is its own species. We use the phrase open-faced as like an intentional negator of sandwichhood, Mm -hmm. right? So it's like if you say that's a forged check, is it still a check? I mean, it still, you know, looks like a check, but it has the opposite utility. An open-faced sandwich almost has the opposite utility of a sandwich because the point of a sandwich, right, going back to the mythos of it is the, <laughs> you know, the the a-hole who's trying to play cards and didn't want to get his hands dirty. So he had his manservant put mm-hmm. meat between bread. Earl of Sandwich. The Earl of Sandwich, that piece of crap. I would have oh, stolen that guy's money. You that was his been, manservant. You ever been to the Planet Hollywood? They have the yeah. best Earl of Sandwich I've ever been to. I'll say I had some good meals at Planet Hollywood. <laughs> Me they too. got this like Creole fried shrimp with a little mustard sauce. Have you had that? <laughs> I love Planet Hollywood it's so good. Food. Right, okay, say, say Creole fried shrimp again because I feel like you made an accent. I heard like a shrimp. <laughs> But a Creole, Creole fresh shrimp. That's how you got to say it. When I go to the Bubba Gump Shrimp Company, I just go, y'all got shrimp potatoes, shrimp salad, shrimp stew. And they're like, sir, you're eating at a Bubba Gump alone? (laughs) I'm like, And you're the fifth person to do this to us today. (laughs) Anyway, so the point is, I'm not arguing pizza is any sort of sandwich. I'm arguing it's an open-faced sandwich, which intentionally means that it is not a sandwich. It's toast. And I'll say, I'll say, sure, pizza is an open-faced sandwich. Why not? You got bread on the bottom, right? It's a yeasted dough, just like bread, that has some amount of toppings on it, uh, or a smorabrod. If we want to use the Nordic term, let's not say open-faced sandwich. Let's say smorabrod. Now you won't confuse it with a sandwich because it is not. Pizza is smorabrod. Uh, Any questions? <laughs> do you, I feel like I knocked that one out of the park. Just want to say. Do you eat an open-faced sandwich by holding it with your hands or do you do it with a knife and fork? So I refuse to oh. eat open-faced sandwiches as they are intended and I fold them into a taco. Ugh. Not a taco, but you know what I mean. I fold them in on themselves like you a collapsing do? star. Yes. You don't like hold it and just go, how? No. How do, how do, how do you eat open-faced sandwiches? Uh, well, if... <sighs> It depends. So if I can actually hold it, then I probably will. But a lot of open mm. face sandwiches have a bunch of stuff just piled on top. Um, mm. So I don't think they're really made for you to pick up and eat. You know, I'll, so what I'll end up doing is probably using, I'll use a fork and knife and probably do it that way. Especially if it's got like cheese and all sorts of stuff on, on top, like that's just going to come off or like get stuck in my face. Or my terrible I will mustache, say, my, my very, very no, small mustache. No, Dennis, your mustache is beautiful. Your mustache is adequate. Yeah, I mean, you guys <laughs> probably can be can small eat. but beautiful. Oh, man. It's it's uh, it's special. <laughs> yeah, it looks like you just got some dirt on your upper you're lip from so this angle. You're so mean, you're such a bully. You have a nice mustache. Don't listen to him. You have a nice you're a mustache. a beautiful man. Good mustache. <laughs> you're a handsome young man, Dennis. <laughs> I'm older than you, too. Pizza, pizza is eaten 
with a knife and fork in the correct context. Neapolitan pizza. Neapolitan pizza, you're supposed to dig out the wet center with a knife and fork. They say that at 800 degrees, Neapolitan pizzeria, people say we make too many specific L.A. references. No, because they franchise to Miami. And I think Dwayne Wade owns one of them. Uh-huh. And, but then they like pivoted to a rotisserie. Point is, you're supposed what? to eat like Neapolitan pizza is too wet in the center to really pick up and eat. And so some people, they dig in with a knife and fork. It's like a traditional Italian thing. So I'm saying the method in which you eat an open face sandwich, which is to say by choice, is the method in which you eat certain pizzas. So they share a similar utility as well as a similar architecture. I mean, I guess, kind of. Do you remember of. the last open-faced sandwich I watched you eat? No. I was going to say you the last one you ate. You watched me eat a sandwich? Which yeah, one was it? It was the... It was the you w- watched me eat? Yeah, That's all the time. Nice. Um, it was at Lancer's Deli, which is in Burbank. <laughs> Lancer's Deli in Burbank, California. The average age of the diner there is about, let's say, 97 to 104 years old. <laughs> and and uh, they also have a fantastic cocktail bar where you can order expired Miller Lights for three dollars. Uh, but we went there for lunch one day, and you got the open faced roast beef sandwich. Oh my god, what a monstrosity! It was a single slice of white bread Ugh. doused in like a packet of brown gravy, and then just wet lunch meat on that top. That was the worst thing I've eaten in a long time. You that loved it at the good. time. I did not love it at the it time. It was good. The bread just sopped it, it was up. Not good. But do you remember you didn't eat it because you couldn't figure out how to eat it? Do you remember how I <laughs> ate the rest of your sandwich? <laughs> Tell me. I took the bread like a claw, like you do with Thai sticky rice or like a roti, you know, with subji. And then I scooped up the gravy with the bread and shoved it in my gullet. So what does that make that sandwich then? Is it a pizza now? (laughs) You're a monster. You're a monster. We're so excited to introduce you to Great Jones. Great Jones makes high-quality, thoughtfully designed cookware that's so stunning, you won't want to put it away. From Dutch ovens to ceramic dishes to non-stick sheet pans, they've got you covered. Heck yeah, they do. Their products come in a variety of amazing colors, from classic black and white to pinks, greens, yellows, and blues. And the best part, Nicole... Everything's non-toxic. Josh, I've been in the market for a kettle for months. Yeah, I've heard I've, you talk about it a weird amount. Yeah, I've bought like a bunch, returned a bunch, but I just got my hands on the Great Jones Fellow Kettle collab, and I got it in the color broccoli, and I'm so excited to make artisanal teas and coffees. I'm trying to get on my coffee game right now, and I'm mm. so excited to use a gooseneck kettle. We have no idea. I'm excited to use their yellow hot dish, a.k.a. casserole dish. Shout out to Minnesota and Fargo, North Dakota. Uh, but right. I'm, I'm at that point in my life where I'm like, I'm an adult. I should have nice vessels to serve food out of instead of just serving it on like stainless steel restaurant style things. And I like it. It's cute. It's got a good design. Bakes really well. Holds heat. I'm in, baby. And once you try Great Jones, you'll want to share it with friends. They make stunning gifts that are actually useful. Weddings, housewarming parties, birthdays. It's the perfect gift for the foodie in your life. So upgrade your kitchen and replace those old rusted hand-me-downs with bold, beautiful, long-lasting pieces from Great Jones. Get started today at greatjones.com and get an extra 15% off your first order with promo code SANDWICH. That's greatjones.com, promo code SANDWICH. Okay, but like what what really differentiates a pizza from an open-faced sandwich? What are the key differences, key similarities here? I didn't think this far ahead. (laughs) But, I mean, there is – you make dough specifically for – a pizza. It's just for the pizza. Like you, but cook, there's multiple oh, kinds of pizza. Yeah, dough, here's right? the thing: you also cook it all together. You cook the yeah, the dough that's from the main raw. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, you cook mm-hmm. the dough raw, and then you have the ingredients on top, also raw, more for the function of, of the pizza, and then you cook the whole thing and eat it that way. 
So you don't do that with a sandwich, like a raw sandwich. You don't raw. do that with a sandwich. Uh-uh. <laughs> we've reached the impasse. This is the this is the impasse. This okay. is this is the crucial point, right? So we've established. I agree with you on that. So you establish that pizzas are dough cooked from raw with the ingredients on top. Sandwich is a cooked dough product, which we can call bread, mm-hmm. with stuff uh, on top it. <laughs> stuff on yes, top. Stuff it, on yes, top. Yes, it. Yes, yes. So you're arguing that any pizza that's thrown in the oven with the dough already cooked before toppings are applied is no longer a pizza, but rather an open face sandwich. If that is the one difference you agree on, then you must agree that any. So say. Um, there's a spot that does Detroit-style pie in Los Angeles that cooks their dough and then adds toppings and then finishes it in the oven. You're saying that they are not making a pizza, but rather an open-faced sandwich. Or Baboli pizza crust. I was any, gonna say Baboli! Any, <laughs> any home cook out there who's using Baboli pre-made crust. Dennis, they're a single mom. They don't got the time, <laughs> you know, but they want to make the kids something nice and fresh. And so they buy the Baboli pizza crust. And go, I'm going to make a pizza for my child. My beautiful screaming child, Guinevere, is their name for the sake of the story. Guinevere's screaming. She wants pizza. You want to make something from scratch. You put it on a Baboli pre-cooked crust, throw it in the oven. You're saying that that single mom didn't make screaming Guinevere a pizza, but rather an open-faced sandwich, you monster. I didn't say that. Now, now I'm like, you got me twisted around my own brain. Because... You didn't have to. Okay. Welcome to the podcast. No, no. So, <laughs> so we're going to the original food. We're going to the so this is just a variation on pizza. Then you know, I know the pre-made crust. So it's still pizza. Like, but then how do you differentiate that from an open-faced sandwich? If you said, also, I got to call out the comment that said that I like, it was a four-star review on Apple Podcasts, <laughs> which is fine. We'll take four stars. Um, that said, I like the podcast, but it feels like Josh is just gaslighting Nicole. <laughs> he does that all the time, aside from the podcast. That's my, no, I don't. Come on. You're we'll not, talk about it not, later. You're not crazy. You just we'll, don't think. We'll talk about <laughs> okay, it later. No, joke. It was uh, where you have agency and can, you know... Um, Anyways, so then if we if we say that a pizza can start with a pre-cooked crust, Mm -hmm. then what separates it from an open face sandwich? Mm. Right. That's where I get hung up. on. That's where I get hung up on this debate, because I would be fine eating my words. And I've had two before on the podcast. And if I say that pizza is uncooked dough in the oven with the toppings, that's fine. Then I have to say that poor single mother making a baboli pizza. She's making a she's making s'more brood. What's her name? She's making an open face sandwich. What's her name? What? I feel I feel like we should Kelly Janice, Clarkson. Janice, Kelly Clarkson. Janice, Janice, Janice Jackson. People confuse her for Janet Jackson all the time. And she goes, no, Janice with an S. It's also spelled with an S. J-A-N-U-S. Jackson. Janice? No, it's Janice. Janice. She gets Janice. this all the time, Nicole. Janice it's Janice Jackson, Jackson not Janice. Gotta she, have some she, respect. She's God, a single yeah, mother. She, she gets this all the time. I don't understand. We, we have oh, to respect her. Like CeCe Peniston. The tra- you know, the CC CeCe Peniston, you know, it's Peniston. I know who CeCe Peniston is. Yeah. Who's CeCe Peniston? Uh, I believe she's saying finally. Uh, yes. Am I correct? Yes, I believe so. Also, when you say Peniston, I, it's, is it spelled like... Yeah, it's spelled the yeah, way... That's the joke! So that's, I didn't get the joke. I thought you were just admiring her work. <laughs> okay, guys, let's stop getting... On, these tangents are yeah, getting out of... we gotta stop <laughs> disrespecting single moms out here. We <laughs> at a Hot Dogs and Sandwich today. respect single mothers. Reel it in, boys. You're the real superheroes. Reel it in. Not Marvel. <laughs> I don't care how many movies. All I think all Marvel movies. If all Marvel movies were made about single mothers, Nicole, uh huh. Imagine what society could be. I've like. I've never seen a Marvel film. What? Really? Like <laughs> not one. Why would I watch Marvel? Actually, films? you know what? Honestly, you're not missing anything. Um, Thank you. That's um, what I thought. Yeah, I thought you like now in retrospect, it's, all you're missing is people talking about Marvel movies, and those yeah, conversations are actually not social. really that. 
They're not that yeah, good. Yeah, I don't care for that kind of social like currency, honestly. It doesn't add anything to my life to talk about like superheroes. I'm so sorry. I think the men have pretty <laughs> bodies. They all have very handsome bodies in it. Chris Evans, such a handsome body in, America, in Captain America. Uh, Hemsworth, handsome body in Thor. Uh, Anthony Mackie, his, his body's pretty nice. Is, is you know, he a pizza? A lot of handsome bodies. Is he, is he, a, what? Is he an open-faced pizza? Wait, is that? Back, is Anthony, <laughs> back to the topic at hand. All right, all right. So is there a world in which there is a pizza that is made with pre-cut crust? We've agreed that there is. Sure, yes. Okay. Then why would that not be considered an open-faced sandwich? Is it because you're putting it in the oven to melt everything together? Because then that's an open-faced melt, right? That's like a Kentucky hot brown. <laughs> I hate saying this. Also, there's a sandwich called a Kentucky hot brown? Yeah, I think that's the worst name for a sandwich ever. Like hot brown? That's a hot, hot name. Sexy hot name. brown. Just If I walked in the office and said I just made a hot brown, <laughs> what would you think I made? A sandwich <laughs> or a dookie? Brownies. <laughs> brownie? What kind of brownies? <laughs> pants brownies? Freshly molt. I don't like pants brownies. <laughs> I don't like pants brownies. <laughs> that, that means trouble. <laughs> Honestly, guys, I'm just going to tell you. It has to do with the intent. It's the intent of the person cooking mm-hmm. at the end of the day. I always say that because it's true. It's the intention of the person and what they're making. If they're taking two boboli crusts and they're filling it with sofrasada and, like, you know, lettuce, tomato, you think whatever. Janice has a budget for sofrasada? Janice. Janice? Janice. She's trying her best. She's using hormel pepperoni. Okay, hormel pepperoni. Best. I'm sorry. I was okay. thinking maybe she, you know, she wanted the best for her kids. Fair. But she, if she uses that and then she cuts that into a slice and she feeds it to her kids, that's a sandwich. Okay. okay. But if she takes the boboli crust, puts mm-hmm. cheese on it, puts marinara in it, in it, puts it in the toaster oven, cooks it, that's a pizza. It's not an open-faced sandwich. But if she takes the crust, the boboli crust, she melts the cheese on it, she takes that out of the oven, she puts the meat, the, the lettuce and the tomato on it, and then she feeds it to her kid, then it's an open-faced sandwich because of the intent. You ever had a pizza salad? Before? I was just no, hold on, you're, no, no, you're talking about salad pizza, salad not pi- pizza salad. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Dennis, you ever made Have salad you- pizza? Um, we had pizzas at the restaurant that had a lot of arugula and, you know, post, post oven toppings, like cold ones. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if I would call them a salad pizza, but some people would say that those were salad pizzas. And I, that's a salad pizza. If I ever seen a salad pizza internally, that made me hurt. Cause I was like, <laughs> I was just like, this is a pizza. This is not a salad pizza. I am. I didn't put a Caesar salad on top of your pizza that i slaved so away <laughs> to make in front of you at, at abbott's in los angeles they put a caesar salad on top of your pizza and it's, it's a delight a caesar salad it's like an avocado tomato salad is it kale too it's amazing every day after a santa monica college go community college i would have a slice of this for a job well done and i don't know is this a pizza still is this that's a, pizza? a good question or is this an open face sandwich that is a tartine so uh dennis can you see can you see exhibit a the photo of the salad pizza uh Sort of. I can describe it. It's a mound of salad on a pizza. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, truly, is that a pizza or an open-faced sandwich? That's just two meals stacked on. (laughs) That's just just someone who's in a hurry. (laughs) I got... (laughs) This is one of those foods that has the dumbest origin story. Like, every origin story out there is like the French dip, like a... A police officer named Officer French walked in and said, I got a criminal on the run. Just drop my sandwich in the juice and let me go. And you're like, that makes no sense. Why did that happen? That's the same with the salad pizza. Someone came in. They're like, I don't got time to eat the salad. Throw it on the pizza, Fat Joe. 
the rapper Fat Joe is in there. <laughs> Does in he work story. at the Santa Yeah, shop? yeah. Fat Joe founded uh, Abbott's in Santa Monica. <laughs> the point is, so that, that. It, is a, an, <laughs> it is an honest to God just baked pizza, raw dough, and then you top it with a cold salad. To me, it ceases to be pizza once you do that mm-hmm. because you have now topped it with so many things that that becomes equally representative of the whole as the pizza base did. Now you're eating a smorgasbord or an open-faced sandwich. <laughs> so whereas once it was a pizza with one fell swoop of the hand, Nicole, one flick of the wrist, Dennis, it has become an open-faced sandwich. Thus we see how fickle the nature is. It, was that supposed to be your like finishing stroke? I felt, I felt like the, Honestly, that was supposed to be some kind of master just, stroke, and then Nicole and I are this, just sitting here going like, "What is he saying? Are you what not amazed? <laughs> the, your I, soliloquy did not hit." No, nah, you know what? Asking. I was trying to go Morpheus, and then I was like, "Is it see how deep the rabbit hole goes, or something? Uh-huh, uh-huh. Follows the white rabbit, and then Rob Zombie's playing at the club." And then you ask your dad for a Rob Zombie album, and he's like, he's he worships the devil. His now. last name is Zombie. His name is Zombie. No, you're not. You're a child. You're impressionable. He seems to worship the devil. No, you're not gonna have this. Um, anyways, open face sandwich. Are you asking me? Are you asking me what I think? <laughs> yeah. Were, were any of my arguments convincing that a pizza is indeed an open face sandwich? I, I'll talk about the the idea of intent. Okay, go. For I never it. responded to the idea of intent. Mm-hmm. Um, how many restaurants have you been where uh, they have a flatbread on the menu? And then you order that, and it's a bad pizza. Countless, lots, times. countless times, lots, dude. A lot. But there's still the pizza. Thing. We still call them. We still call those pizza. Oh, but they didn't call them pizza. What so their intent—that's yeah, well, that's their fault. Their intent. Hold on, hold on. Nicole said intent matters, and so <laughs> if they're calling it a flatbread, their intent is to make it not a pizza for a specific reason because they're trying to charge eighteen dollars because they put some like roasted summer squash on top of there. So mm. they didn't want that to be a pizza, but we all agree that's a freaking pizza, right? If it eats like a pizza, it barks like a pizza. That's a pizza. Their intent was to call it a flatbread. Is a pizza and an you're open- negating their intent? <laughs> is a pizza an open face quesadilla? No, see, I, I think, think that's more likely. I think that's I think more that's, likely. See, Dennis? Me and you are on the same page yeah. as guy. What do you mean open face? What's an open face quesadilla? That's an a, open that's face. That's a Tlayuda. No, it's not Tlayuda. No, it's not. Is the cheese melted on a Tlayuda? No. Well, queso Oaxaca didn't, like, well, it kind of melts. Kind it's kind of melty. I guess. They might melt it. No, it's not melted. I think I think what I've learned today is that a pizza is an open face quesadilla. That's what I learned. I quesadilla, man. Once we start getting outside the English language, mm-hmm. things get real tricky for us. Claro que because, sí. Claro que sí. Claro que sí. Verdad. Um, because I uh, learned recently via food writer Bill Esparza uh, that not all quesadillas have cheese. I I understand. I've I think I read that article as well. But uh, I didn't. We, we're on the same Twitter feed, <laughs> and so for me, if a quesadilla doesn't necessarily need to have cheese, and again, there is a whole. Mexican etymology and cultural gap that I am not familiar with to understand that uh, uh, very intimately at all. Mm-hmm. And I know about getting intimate with quesadillas. I love quesadillas. And so, <laughs> and so I, I'm not willing to say that it's an open-faced quesadilla, where I know every single thing about uh, Brode, <laughs> as I have been confidently talking about, and I couldn't even tell you what that means. I went to that one weird Danish town in California and ate Solving. one. That Solving. one weird yeah. Danish town? Dennis, yeah. are you familiar with Solvang, California? I am not. I've been to California a few times, but I'm not familiar with Solvang. Solvang. You should come out and hang. There's like a ha- there's like half a windmill, <laughs> and then like a couple pancake houses and like a thousand Danish people. 
and it's a really lovely time. Yeah, so what you're, a bike ride. you're saying this is heaven. It is heaven. Pretty it is much. literally heaven on earth. Very idyllic. If there are so many subtly spiced sausages there, <laughs> you would love it. <laughs> All right, so if we're breaking down the argument into where we've landed here, mm-hmm. uh, pizza, it seems to be important that the dough is cooked beforehand, but not necessarily the end-all be-all. Yes. So you could feasibly have a baboli, cooked crust, Janice yeah. the single mom, trying her best. She still made a pizza even though it's pre-cooked. Mm-hmm. And then we have the intent argument. The fact that if you put, say, sauce, cheese, maybe a topping or two or a couple and baked that and you want it to eat like a pizza, you want to send the message to somebody that this is a pizza, then that intent is what creates the pizza hood and takes it away from being an open-faced sandwich. Absolutely. But then the salad pizza, do you agree that taking a mound of salad and put that on top of a pizza, say say that pizza is made with pre-cooked dough, mm. do you think there's a level of toppings? Because that doesn't really eat like a pizza, I'm eating right? the salad pizza with a fork... And a knife, though. So, and do you do you think that makes it more of a pizza or more of an open face? I don't know. <laughs> I still think that's just salad on a pizza. I don't think that, that it's like one new <gasps> thing. Those are Pizza's just two separate crouton? things. It's like it's, if I. It's just a salad. If I dump a lasagna on top of a pizza, it's still lasagna on a pizza. <gasps> oh my god! No, god. Dennis, you don't understand. It's Den- not a pizza at all. It's Uh-oh. just a salad. The pizza is the crouton. Dennis, the oh pizza is the crouton. God. It's just a salad. <laughs> oh, my God. We've cracked the code. We can finally exit the stupid simulation and finally just evaporate into the ether. The pizza is the crouton, Nicole. <laughs> <laughs> Has anybody learned anything? I, I, yeah. I have more questions, I think, than... What are your questions? Let me, let me, Dennis, what are your questions? I, what, what have we learned? I don't really, really know. And I made pizza for a long time. So it's making me think though, Nicole said intent is important. But if I intended, if I made a pizza and intended it to be a sandwich in my mind and then threw it in the wood fired oven, telling it it was a sandwich the whole time. Whispering in its ear. Would, and I brought it out. I'm not sure I would. I think it would still think it was a pizza when I brought it out. I Does would, it have its own consciousness? I hope not because I just put it in a thousand degree oven. Yeah, I know. <laughs> oh, Jesus. You're a mass murderer. I mean, I mean, there's certain archetypes with which we build things on. Yeah. Can we all agree on that? You have like a, what do you call them? Like a schema in your a mind. schema, yeah. Pizza equals flat, likely round, but not always. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, that, that's why in Italy, right, for Neapolitan pizza, they have, like, exact measurements that something needs to satisfy to be able to call itself pizza. That's, like, a little thing. If your crust is an eighth of a whatever Italian for inch is centimeter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a centimeter. <laughs> that, uh, if it's, like, an eighth of a centimeter too thick or too thin, uh-huh. then you're not legally allowed to call it pizza, right? They have the DOP protection on it. And so that's the thing. And I kind of love that because now you don't get these hucksters out there selling you $18 flatbreads trying to call it pizza when I think that's just a damn open face sandwich. Oh, I know. I know what we just determined. We determined a racket. So (laughs) what we can do is we can sell certifications on our own identification of pizza and just tell everybody their pizza isn't pizza until they pay us to tell them it's pizza. Oh, that's smart. Wow. It's like Dennis. crime, but organized. Yeah. Yeah. That's never been what? thought of before. I think it, oh, no. Now we now, now yeah, we, we thought of it. We I just invented it. We'll, we'll call ourselves the mafia. I think that's a good name. That's good. It's an acronym. Yeah. It's an acronym. <laughs> For what? American Pizza Association of America. Mafia. I don't know how acronyms work. <laughs> I can't read. We're close. We, we're on We're getting something. there. We're getting somewhere. <laughs> 
Is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework? Are they asking questions that you're not sure you can fully answer? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed. This program will improve your kids' grades. Studies done in almost every state in the country. The kids who had IXL are consistently doing better. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. And it doesn't have to eat up all your time. One subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. So don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. All right, Nicole and Dennis, we've heard what you and I have to say. Now it's time to find out what other wacky ideas are rattling out there in the Twitterverse. It's time for the segment we call Opinions, Opinions Are Like Casseroles. All right, uh, Dennis, first up, you, you mentioned before the podcast started rolling that you wanted to talk about b-holes. Can you elaborate on your, your b-hole stance? I am pro-b-hole. Uh, we yeah. all have to, we we are too. Yeah, we all have b holes. It's important to talk <laughs> about them constantly. I agree, and that's something mm-hmm. I talk about on Twitter a lot, which I'm afraid I'm going to get in trouble for sometime. Mm-hmm. But um, and also on Instagram. So what I'll do is I will uh, I'll I'll take beautiful pictures of food, all the nice things I've eaten, and then caption it with, and then I shoved it up my b hole. So I'll have yeah. these like uh-huh. beautiful beautiful pictures of like pizza or burgers or whatever and then talk about how i'm just gonna shove these things up my butt yeah and 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 i think what you're really hitting on there is this sort of philosophical notion of like um you know uh, of, of cir- cir- circula- circulationism where the idea no hold on hold on here's the thing everything you eat you're gonna poop out and that's hilarious and and that's why i love <laughs> dennis's Substack. food is stupid because food is truly stupid of course it's, it's wild stupid. that we put stupid. so much emphasis so our, nicole our whole lives all of our whole lives have been like devoted to the mm-hmm. things we put in our mouth and anything we've put in our mouth has come out of our butt. And that's hilarious. Hopefully. That is, if you don't <laughs> think that's funny, it's like parents growing up were like farts aren't funny, depending on the parent you had. It's, <laughs> like, so funny. it's like your b-hole makes a little trumpet sound. That's farts the funniest so funny. thing in the world. You know what's awesome yeah, about uh, that is you can talk and and make a trumpet sound at the same time. You're, that's it's cool that you can do that. That's the only thing you can. Those are the only sounds you can simultaneously do. You can have a conversation like a, and then trumpet, and then just like play it's like music. Like a really skilled beatboxer. Yeah, yeah. We can layer sounds on top of you. Yeah, butt boxer. There is a professional ever. farter. There is a professional yeah, farter. Right back in a, the day. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, he entertained the French aristocracy by yes. farting out tunes. Yeah, he could fart songs. He could fart songs. The pedal main. Anyways, we should get to the segment. We should get to the segment. <laughs> Um, first up, we got at Nima underscore Har. Tuna salad is a sauce. Dennis, what say you? No, there, there's solid stuff in it. There's, it's like it, if it was a sauce, it would be that's like one chewy sauce. That's like just mm. a sauce. I like a good. That, I like a good chew to my sauce. Yeah, that tuna tuna salad is not a sauce. That's I can't. I can't even deal with that. <laughs> I, I okay. So I. Nicole knows exactly where I'm going to go with this because I bring it up a lot. Uh, I'm going to go up to uh, the northern region of Italy, you know, just just west of Slovenia, you know, even go down a little bit to like, you know, Bologna. 
uh, and you see the dish vitello tonato. Mm. Vitello tonato is uh, sliced veal tongue uh, ser- or veal breast served with a tonato sauce, a tuna sauce, and it is like one step from tuna salad. The first time I had it, it's literally just tuna solids blended into a sauce, so it's got a good chew to it, mm-hmm. but it's still runny. So I think like you, you take tuna salad as it is. You take the wettest tuna salad you've ever seen, which is probably coming from Subway. Because <laughs> it doesn't get t- when you don't touch tuna salad, the water pools at the edges. Yeah. Yes, correct. Soon as said tuna <laughs> tuna salad at Subway ain't getting touched, especially after the weird controversy about whether or not it's tuna. I love it. Which it's definitely tuna. It's I tuna. It. It's tuna it's for tuna. sure. It's they don't there's no cheaper fish. They don't benefit from adding anything but tuna to it. Yeah, I don't know what else what other fish they would use. Like one, like something that hasn't been identified yet. Like we just found this chum. Like geothermal vent. Chum. Just chums, chum. just blended. Chum. Yeah, just hot chum. Chum, chum uh, salad. Tuna, tuna salad sauce. Uh, it's a condiment. Eh, Next. Fair. <laughs> fair. It's a good dip. You put some Keebler Club crackers in tuna salad. I love time. tuna salad. It's good. We, I just feel guilty. Sucks. Yeah, it's a lot of mayo to consume, but like whatever. Because the dolphins. That too. Mercury. Oh. Aren't, aren't you like not supposed to eat a lot of. Mercury. <laughs> oh, oh no. I was saying for the mayo intake. Oh no, I'm cool. We all have our reasons. reasons. We all have our reasons. <laughs> okay, Wally Bullard says Red Bull should be consumed by mixing it with an with OJ mimosa style. <laughs> what say you, Dennis? That's actually probably pretty good. Have you guys ever had beer with OJ before? That's yeah. weirdly it good. It's it called a, a Rattler. That's like ju- any juice with some beer, right? A little bit. Mm. Um, but I think if you mix, is it a boiler maker? I think there's a there's an actual. Oh, we could, no, uh, sh- we called shanty? it brass monkey. That's what we called it. What's, what's, a sh- sh- what's the one with lemonade? A sh- shandy. shandy. That's a shandy. shandy. Lemonade. I like shandy. Boiler maker is just a shot in a beer. Oh, I like those. I like those. Those too. are the best. <laughs> that's good. You go into a show and it's just like, give me a couple of boiler makers. And yeah, just yeah. Hit it and quit it. Then uh, I know there's an orange, there's an orange juice and beer combination, and I thought it was. I tried it once, and I thought it was going to be really, really putrid. But it's actually really refreshing, and the thing is, you just get, it's because you can't taste the beer part. It's just like watery, <laughs> bubbly orange juice. It's called a beer mosa. Oh, oh no! I've made beer gria before. Beer gria is a recipe that I had in in the cookbook, uh, which is a delight. But yeah, um, I think that no, would be or- a good mix: orange juice and Red Bull. I would imagine, and there's that Mountain Dew uh, product, the Kickstarter stuff, and it's mixed mm. with juice. It's like energy drink mm-hmm. with juice, I think, right? Or like at least yeah, it is Mountain Dew with juice, which is <laughs> it sounds like a net sum of zero. <laughs> well, they tried they tried to ser- to sell that to kids as like, hey kids, here's a healthy energy drink for the morning. Here's a healthy way to consume your juice. They start putting trace amounts of OJ in it. Um, trace amounts of OJ. Like so, Taco Bell they had a product called Mountain Dew AM that was just a dew for breakfast, and it was the same thing. And then yeah. Kickstart put the caffeine in it. Um, I'll tell you what's better than that. And this is something I've done in, in desperate times, which is a little bit of iced coffee, which is to say old coffee from the pot that's just been sitting mm. out all day. Mm-hmm. And you mix that with Red Bull. You put it on ice and it'll make you grind your teeth. Mm-mm. How does that taste? That just sounds like it tastes like coffee. It, so um, you get the, you know, you have like acidic coffee and you're like, mm, that's bad because it's acidic coffee. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Imagine all the citric acid from a Red Bull and that Guarana taste going into a coffee and then a little bit of the fizz bubbles kind of get trapped in your nose hairs and it just smells like uh you're i don't know trapped in an extreme sports starbucks commercial 
Mm. You're just yeah, clutching your stomach. You're just like your <laughs> stomach. Much. Your stomach just has a hole in it. But if you're trying to reach a deadline, that'll that'll make you go because you're gonna have to go to the bathroom pretty soon. It'll make you I fight. don't consume energy drinks. I can't. I I can't do that. You don't do any energy drinks. Mm-mm, just coffee or tea. <sighs> I gotta start riding the lightning, Nicole. Yeah, mm. really. All right, at Silas Eggleton. Cold shredded cheese and chunky salsa wrapped in a tortilla is a taste bud guilty pleasure. I'm down with that. That sounds awesome. That sounds like I'm so down. Like now that I work from home as opposed to being in a restaurant, that sounds like lunch. That sounds like just something <laughs> I can just good. go to the other room for and grab real quick if I don't feel like making lunch. So Yeah, I got up. four minutes, grab the tortilla. No time to <laughs> microwave it. I don't I'm not so I'm never even in a rush. That just sounds like something I would do when I don't feel like doing <laughs> yeah, anything else. Me too. Take my time on the folds. Me yeah, too. just just in, I'll I'll savor every bite of it. I'll just I'll just eat real slow. You know, I'll use my lunch break very well. I just won't use it to make the food. I'll just put cold cheese and cold salsa on a tortilla. I, I like this. I, whoever this person is is my best friend now. Yeah, I hope you're listening. Silas Eggleton. Hi, Silas. <laughs> Silas, meet my friend Dennis. <laughs> uh, I had to learn to love cold shredded cheese. I love cold shredded cheese. I never cheese. loved it before, but now I've gotten the appreciation uh, to which like a sauce gets trapped in between the shreds and it kind of like absorbs in that like a uh, wood pulp. It's good. Cake yeah. Okay, yeah. so I like cold shredded cheese. You're talking cold shredded cheese from the bag, like the package pre shredded uh-huh. stuff? Oh, yeah. Yeah. That. You got to get used to that like chalky flavor on the outside. If you shred your own yeah. cheese, yeah, like because I would eat it all the time in the pizzeria, it makes a huge difference. You're just it's just like it's so rich. You just feel like you feel mm-hmm. like you're spoiling yourself when you're eating the stuff that doesn't have the powder on it. You're like, <laughs> yeah, oh, true. cheese can have this texture. This is awesome. You know, that's honestly one of the biggest. Like, I, I'm all for so many time saving tips in the kitchen, but like. And pre-shredded bag cheese has, you know, you can throw it in a quesadilla, whatever, and it's going to be fine. Sure. But, like, grating your cheese fresh makes a huge tangible difference. Yeah, it's weird. It's, yeah. You would, it's way easier to take it right out of the bag. But, wait, can you make a pizza in your mouth then while you're chewing? You just pour it. Oh, ma- we're talking mouth pizza? Be- we're talking mouth pizza? Oh, my mouth gosh. Pizza. Mouth- I make mouth nachos all the time. Mouth nachos are great. Mouth yeah, so you can good. just pour, mm-hmm. pour cheese in your mouth, pour cold sauce in your mouth, and, like, raw dough. I, why does that? It doesn't have to be raw bubbly. A pita or something. I don't Bobbly. know. Why did I say it had to be raw dough? I don't know. Let's mouth mouth pizza. Okay, another another winning thing today. All right, here we go. Here we go. We got at K Rose one hundred four underscore twelve. Mike and Ike's are very underrated candy. Nope. Tell people what Mike and Ike's taste like, because not might not every everybody might not know. Everyone being me. Uh, what is Nicole? It taste you've like? never had a Mike. I've, what does it taste or like? Or an Ike? What does it taste like? Dennis, describe Mike and Ike's. They're like chewy little capsules. They're shaped like they're shaped like the like Tylenol pills and they're yeah. chewy. Oh. They're like, they, they kind of have that car. They have that carnauba wax outside. So they're like shiny. Yeah, and, okay. then, and then mm. you chew them. They're sort of like, I don't want to say gumdrops, but they have that. No, it's a jelly bean. It's a bad. Yes, jelly it's bean. a gel. It's like a, 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 an elongated jelly bean that you can swallow and pretend is your medicine. <laughs> yeah. I think I've had one before. Yeah. They're okay. They're like not the best. No, they're kind yeah, of they're... boring. I'm not a big fan of them just cause like, yeah, kind of you know, you could get jelly bellies and have weird, like more fun flavors. These are just sort of the standard. For sure. Buttered, but wait, best jelly bean flavor. Best jelly belly flavor. What do you got? I have a bag and I've just been eating them. Um, I like the pear flavor, surprisingly. That <gasps> yeah. one's really good. The coconut pear pear's is good. <gasps> I was going to say pear and coconut and then buttered popcorn. Buttered popcorn. <laughs> that's where I'm at. Okay. Only buttered popcorn when you're... When you know it's coming. If, you, if you're if you the kind of person that puts all the jelly bellies in your mouth at the same time, 
and then you mm-hmm. get that that buttered popcorn taste in the middle. You get it on the finish. It screws you up. It screws you up yeah, big yeah. time because you're like, I'm eating, I'm eating jelly beans. I'm not eating butter. No, I like to start tutti frutti and then wash it down with buttered popcorn. See, uh, tutti I can't deal with tutti frutti. I, there's I something like about it that grosses me out. The cinnamon one's good. It's I like think, a nice oh, palate a cleanser. Oof, oof. Dude, let's get a bag of jelly. Let's treat ourselves. Get a bag of we jelly should, bellies. You know what we should do one day? We should just sit in front of the camera and do a live stream of us just eating jelly beans and guessing the flavors. Yeah. I think I monetize anything you want to do. But we would, <laughs> we would have to like separate them on the table since I'm in Chicago. So just like we would have to like show each other on the camera which which ones are which, and if they're slightly <laughs> off, I'll be like, "This is supposed to be cinnamon," and then I get like some red apple or some something. Yeah. You know? Brandy Lou who ninety nine says bananas versatility is severely underrated. I agree. I think you can have them in savory applications. I just don't really think about it. Um, we had been talking about smorbrod. Smor- is that how you say it in Sweden? Smorbrod. Smorbrod. But I think um, I don't know. I think in Sweden they put bananas on their pizza. Yeah, they sure do. Did I just? Yeah, I might have just that. made that up. Did I make that up? No, that's that's the thing, dude. Uh, they'll do we. So there's like this sweet. It's a <laughs> Swedish Persian pizzeria. <laughs> why does why did I split those into two? Ria. Anyways, point is, uh, also they make something called pizza salad, not to be confused with salad pizza, which is just a cabbage slaw that goes with pizza. Anyways, they'll do a uh, shrimp curry and banana pizza, which is apparently mm. somewhat popular. But I believe bananas and curry powder are a common combination to go on pizza in Sweden. Yeah, so I mean, I think I would imagine that'd be really good. Like just yeah, you know, so so just having whoa banana taco. Mm, that, oh, I'm into that. Yeah. I, that's that's my like go to like at home meals. You take a flour tortilla and you wrap it around a banana and you spread peanut butter on it, mm, mm-hmm. and then you just get um, a mess free peanut butter banana with a little tortilla wrap. That sounds good. Uh, but there's a dish that I've always wanted to try and I don't know how I've never done it. Mm-hmm. But it's this like 1970s retro cookbook dish. You know what I'm talking about? Is it the, the ham? Not the banana the ham candle. One. Not the, ham, the, ham the ham one. one? Ham, banana, and holidays, mm-hmm. right? Ham, banana, and holidays. Oh. That sounds like such a good combination to me. Maybe. Why would it not be good? I don't know. It's like bacon wrapped dates, but ham wrapped bananas with a little <laughs> buttery. Is it heated sauce. up? Yeah. Well, you you gotta bake it. <laughs> oh, you bake it? Yeah. You don't need it. You don't need it cold. You eat it baked. Maybe it could work. I yeah. love banana ketchup, and I, I love I love banana and like I like plantains and savory applications. Like, why can't you do that with bananas? Yeah. I agree. Banana is the fruit of opportunity. All right, we should we should finish with one more, one more, one more, one more, one more, one more. Okay, here's good. Here's good. Here's good. At Dustin McGarry. Dipping sandwiches slash burgers is better than putting condiments directly on the sandwich slash burger. This is a tough one. I think it depends on the condiment. Mm. I think it depends on the sandwich. And it does depend on the sandwich, too. If you've got a triangle-shaped sandwich, definitely dipping is is pretty good. You know, like a grilled cheese or something, you want to cut it into triangles and go sharp point in. Mm -hmm. For something like a burger, I think a thick cheese sauce works to dip a burger in. Mm. But ketchup and stuff, ketchup goes right on the burger. So I don't know. I've only dipped a burger in ketchup when the burger sucks ass. <laughs> when you need when you need improvement, emergency improvement that wasn't included on the burger. Um, but I don't. I don't think it works for everything. If it were, if if you had like a watery sauce, I don't think it would work that well. I don't know. Mm. This is. So does that mean you eat the burger or sandwich dry and then dip? So I was going to say, <laughs> ¿Por qué no los dos? Why not? But I condiment. Uh, so I, I came in this morning, Dennis, bragging to my coworkers saying, 
Hey, last night I made the wettest turkey burger I've ever made. You weren't here for that. I wasn't it was here. just Trevor and B. And they're like, what do you mean? I made a turkey burger last night and then I wrapped it in foil and let it sit while I do the dishes so it can steam together. And I put roasted tomatoes and I sauteed like spinach and garlic. It was kind of a struggle meal a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then put that in the bread and I opened it and it was just sopping wet. And what I did is I mixed some ranch with hot sauce mm-hmm. and I took the wettest burger you've ever seen and I dunked every bite into ranch dressing. And I had finally known peace. I mean, if it was good, I it on paper it sounds terrible. <laughs> like, <laughs> I was I was shirtless, covered in sweat and blood. This is actually Why were you I, I I left work late last night and I I went to the gym and I just I was ripping deadlifts. My hands tore. You can kind of see it right there. And I and I like to eat immediately after I lift. And so I'm just shirtless, covered in sweat and blood. My cat screaming, and I'm just dip, eating a sopping wet turkey burger, <laughs> dipping it in ranch. And that is my default state of being. Um, I like to just just pour it on like from the bottle, like on my sandwich. Like I just like I like, you know, I rip open the condom and I just squirt it on or just like use a spoon and I just put it on. How much blood are you covered in? <laughs> you don't want to know. <laughs> you don't want to know. On, top All of right, the on that note, on that note. <laughs> Thank you for listening to A Hot Dog is a Sandwich. If you want to hear more from us here in the Mythical Kitchen, we got new episodes for you every Wednesday. If you want to be featured on Opinions Without Casseroles, you can hit us up on Twitter at MythicalChef or Auto with the hashtag OpinionCasserole. And for more Mythical Kitchen, check us out on YouTube where we launch new videos every week. And of course, if you want to share pictures of your dishes, hit us up on Instagram at MythicalKitchen. Dennis, man, thank you so much for joining thank us you. today. Thank I you. really enjoyed seeing your face uh, move around <laughs> animatronically for the Me first too. time. Uh, this is the first time. We've been talking on Twitter for like eight years. This is the first First time that I actually know you exist and aren't a bot from Russia trying to sway me into a weird political uh, view that I don't yet have. Uh, but thanks for coming on, man. Yeah, of course. Uh, Dennis, you got anything to plug? You want to like use this time for free advertising? We where like can, we have we, followers. The they're they're nice. You? Okay, well, um, my Instagram handle is Dickhole Dennis. D i c k h o l e. That's fine. D a n n i s. His name is his father's name is Richard. Yeah, it's an homage. Yeah, yeah. Richard Hold. Richard Hold. <laughs> Uh, my Twitter handle is Fart Sandwich, and my <laughs> my newsletter you can see at foodisstupid.com. And uh, I work for the takeout, so you can see my stuff every day at, at the takeout. You have a full time employer. <laughs> I know. I'm, I'm always afraid I'm going to get in trouble, but I'm, I made it a whole year. So. <laughs> All right, Dennis, you're awesome, man. I had a great time. Thanks, buddy. Dennis.